A Passage to India, Part One, Mosque. When viewing Part One of the novel through the lens of the post-colonial literary school of thought, consider how relationships, friendships, especially the quest for friendship, are portrayed. In the beginning, Dr. Aziz has no desire to be friends with any British person as they represent the oppressor, the colonizer, until he meets Mrs. Moore in the mosque. He befriends Mrs. Moore because she is different from other British people. She respects his culture. Think about what the mosque represents in this scenario as the place where they met. Think about how Mrs. Moore's attitude towards India and its people differs from the other British people. Consider Mrs. Moore and the wasp. Mrs. Moore feels connected. What does this mean? In Hinduism, there is oneness, no hierarchy. How does this relate to Mrs. Moore? How are both of them, Dr. Aziz and, Mr. and Mrs. Moore, victims of racism? Yes, Mrs. Moore can be a victim too. How does her culture, her being associated with imperialists, make her a victim? If you don't like the word victim, then try negatively affected by. Pay attention to the discussion between Mrs. Moore and Adela Quested. What do they think about Indians? What is meant by being amongst my own sort? Think about Ronnie. Does he change during the course of the novel? He is Mrs. Moore's son, but how much is he a product of who she is? Why is Ronnie so different from his mother? Was he always so different? What experiences shaped him to become the way he is? A Marxist approach would consider that Gandhi was active at this time in India, so the nationalist movement would have been known to the characters. Also consider how India is viewed as being chaotic and mysterious. Tourists romanticize the city. They look at it from above where the realities are covered by foliage. Think about the bridge party and how it makes certain people feel important when others are excluded. Relate, relate this to today's trend of phony VIP, that's very important person status. Meaning people now pay to be considered a VIP. It's not that they really are a VIP. Some entertainment venues even oversold the VIP section. So the regular section was more comfortable than the VIP section. Fewer people, shorter lines for food, for bathroom, and other amenities. Why do some people need to feel special, even if they have to pay for it? The bridge party, the party no one wants to go to. The reader learns that no one here matters. What does that mean? How does this relate to status? The guests are segregated knowingly or unknowingly. Which three characters actually social, socialize with the Indians? Are they all sincere? Do some truly want to get to know the locals or are some like self-serving politicians? For example, Ronnie is upset at a missed opportunity to treat Indians with consideration. Would he have been upset if no one was there to see him be considerate? Adela Quested decided not to marry Ron Ronnie. I should say decides. We want to talk about literature in the present tense. He has become a conformist in his present position. He is not interesting to her. Her faux pas was that she let that decision slip to an Indian before telling Ronnie herself. 
there is an allusion to India making her rude or having a negative moral effect on her. Travel is still one of the best ways to get to know someone. Ronnie's personality has conformed under a foreign sky. He disregards Adela's life experience as a human being. Ronnie judges Aziz as being incomplete with his without his collar stud, not knowing that he, Dr. Aziz, gave it to Fielding, lending to the theme of the British thinking that Indian culture is incomplete, unrefined, and not finished. Because of his marginalizing Aziz, he dismiss, dismisses the content of Aziz's conversation about Adela. He's the last one to know she doesn't want to marry him, and it's due to his own elitism and racism. Ronnie is too busy to discuss the breakup. He's unemotional about it, keeping a stereotypical British stiff upper lip, meaning no quivering or crying. The conversation is stilted. They are in the middle of a breakup, he and Miss Quested, but then direct their attention to a bird they cannot name. Quote, but nothing in India is identifiable. The mere asking of a question causes it to disappear or to merge in something else. End quote. This scene has a lot to analyze. The need to give something a name can be related to power. To name something is to be the discoverer, to stake a claim, to own it, merely because when named it, even though indigenous people may have already have a name for it or felt there was no need to name it, but the colonizer loves to name things. Knowing the name of a bird might have somehow made them feel in control of the situation. The mystery bird is actually a coppersmith bird. The name comes from its song, not from appearance. Its song is a soft beeping noise, not dissimilar from a vehicle's backup warning. Play around with this symbolism. Who is being warned about what? In Culture and Imperialism, Edward Said writes, the crux of the novel is therefore the sustained encounter between the English colonials who in notes on the English character Forster describes as well-developed bodies, fairly developed minds, and underdeveloped hearts, and India. So that's the British people who are well, who have well-developed bodies, fairly developed minds, and undeveloped hearts, not the Indians. Think about the role emotions play in the novel. Ronnie and his traveling party hit an animal, and again, it is unidentifiable, solidifying that India is unknown and not defined. The drama of the evening results in Ronnie and Adela bonding and committing to marriage. So they undid their breakup. Unlike the green bird or the hairy animal, she was labeled now. That's a quote from Ian Forster. What does the narrator mean by this? How is Adela labeled? Chapter nine opens with Aziz's thoughts on how to become friends with Fielding. The chapter closes with Fielding's thoughts on how to become friends with Aziz. How hard does Fielding try to be friends with Aziz? Again, how are they both victims of colonialism? Regarding Indians, the narrator says, what they said and what they felt were seldom the same. How is this true of the British? 
England holds India for her good. That was a quote. This is textbook liberal imperialism where England thinks that India cannot decide what's good on its own. They have to take care of India. What does it mean to Aziz to show a picture of his wife to Fielding? What is the significance of that moment? What characters are condescending to the Indians? Who treats Aziz like a child? What does part one reveal about otherizing? to regard another human or group as being alien or different. Even amongst the others, there is racism and elitism, and elitism. How can this type of racism or elitism be blamed on white supremacy? Think about who is racist. Think about attitudes towards the natives, the caste system, excuse me, the caste system and liberal imperialism. Part two, caves. Note the opening of this section, the geological history, predating religion, the antiquity, the sun. What tone is being set? What is being achieved by this description? A hollow boulder is described. What is it foreshadowing? Is it deceitful? What words come to mind in its description? Darkness, ominous, primal. Notice the clash of local culture, religion, and diet. If no pork and no beef, what is the compromise? How is this still relevant today? Notice the elitism, the prejudice within the servant's caste. How is this type of elitism reflected in other cultures? The sky is an angry orange. What is the symbolism of a false dawn? The party is on its way to visit the caves again an event no one really wants to participate in, well, only Dr. Aziz. He went to great lengths to organize the excursion. There is an object on the road. Is it a snake or a branch, a mirage, an optical illusion? Things are not what they seem. Again, what is this foreshadowing? Giving and receiving became one. That's a quote. What does this mean? What are the takers giving to Aziz? Quote, even the elephant has become a nobody, end quote. What does this mean? What happens to us when we stop being curious, when we stop contemplating the wonders of the world, when we are in awe of nothing? While contemplating rocks and boulders, Adela admits to herself she does not love Ronnie, but is not against a marriage bound by practicality. How is this different from an arranged marriage? What is the meaning behind the awkward exchange between Ms. Quested, that's Adela, and Dr. Aziz? What purpose does it serve? What does it tell us about the two characters? And what does it set up? What scene does it set up? Think about the emotional day each character had. How did Fielding's emotional day differ from Miss Quested's? Consider the emotional roller coaster for Dr. Aziz. What is the meaning behind these differences? What are the different characters focused on? And what happened in that cave? Why does Dr. Fielding defend Dr. Aziz? Excuse me, why does Fielding defend Dr. Aziz? How do the officials talk about Indians? 
consider that the officials are the outsiders. What is the significance of naming the school? See, they're into this naming thing again. The Indians are accused of conspiracy. Are they, are they conspiring? Or is someone just being paranoid? And where is Mrs. Moore? And why is she gone? Keep in mind the festivities are being planned. They are the backdrop to the tragedy unfolding. What is the significance of this juxtaposition? Miss Quested's perspective is changing. Today we would call her a Karen, but what do we call a Karen who changes her mind? How would we discuss this through the feminist school of thought? Women are hysterical. Are they easily persuaded? Someone makes a comment about Adela's looks. Apparently she's not attractive. Consider her re religion. Is she oppressed? And again, what happened in that cave? Is Mrs. Moore senile or fed up? Are the Indian spies or are the English paranoid? That was worth repeating. Again, here everyone is still unsure. Nothing is as it seems. Finally, Adela Quested finds the strength to tell the truth. Fielding is between two worlds, as many of the characters are. He doesn't want to be chivalrous with Miss Quested. He wants to celebrate with Aziz. Flashback to Dr. Aziz dropping like a wounded animal because he knew that an Englishwoman's word was worth more than his own, even in his own country. Some pessimists believe that dreams are premonitions of eternity. What does that mean? The aftermath. Miss Quested is not safe. She is being shunned. She is being fined. Dr. Aziz concludes that if he had been anti-British in the first place, this mess never would have happened. Fielding asked Dr. Aziz to back off as the penalty would leave Miss Quested with nothing. Ronnie breaks his engagement with Miss Quested. To what extent does the friendship between Fielding and Aziz transcend race? To what extent is it oppressed by it? What do you think about Fielding asking Aziz to take the high road and let Miss Quested off the hook? What is meant by, quote, he turns to the east, he returns to the west, end quote. Dr. Aziz writes out a prescription while discussing poetry. We see science and art juxtaposed. What does this say about Indian culture? Stark contrast, contrasts, the British are gossips, hypocrites, while the Indians are discussing poetry. What's being illustrated with these scenes? Traveling light is less easy as soon as affection is involved. What does this mean? Aziz regrets getting misquested out of the penalty. Why? Fielding heads back to England. He tours Egypt. The point here is that India is not his reality. He gets to leave and have a life elsewhere if he chooses. Part three, Temple. Two years later, 
Has Dr. Aziz moved on? How is he a victim of his assumptions? Or was he just looking for an excuse to hate the English? Why is it easier to hate the English? Again, think of the quote, traveling light is less easy as soon as affection is involved. Identity is based on hatred. Hating the British makes Dr. Aziz an Indian. Dr. Aziz wants to lead his life based on his misconceptions. He, wanted to, he wants to deny Fielding's friendship. Why? He wants no English friends. Again, think of who the victims are or who, are ne who else is negatively affected by racism and prejudice. Think back to the question posed earlier. How are the British, how is Fielding affected by racism, elitism? What are the different Indias for different people? How might a soldier have a different experience from a scholar or tourist? Aziz admits Mrs. Moore was a great friend. They all end up in the water, they are reborn. And with that, Aziz finally recognizes Miss Quested's courage. Forgiveness frees him. <laughs>